Well, hey, Margaret, how are you? Hey, Lynette, doing great. How are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful. Hey, listen, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I am super excited to have you. For all the listeners out there, Margaret is, um, I, Margaret and I met, uh, I guess about two years ago, right when we were both starting our programs. And so I wanted to bring you on the show today for a couple of reasons. One, I think you're doing some really great work for midlife women who are looking to, you know, maybe find a different place to live. And I I want you to get into that. But I also wanted to uh, bring you on because I think a lot of people think, you know, starting a side hustle isn't, or is, well, it's possibly that they think it's difficult but I want to talk a little bit about some of the, the challenges that you've had. I'll, I'll share some of my challenges, but I know you've gone through a couple of iterations of your program and yeah. it's been actually quite successful. So um, I'm going to hand, hand it over to you. Margaret, give us a little bit background on who you are, what, what, what caused you to start your online program. Tell us a little bit about your program. Yeah, thanks, Lynette. It's really great to be here with you. Um, so I'm Margaret Vandergriff. I am the CEO of Your Place Finder. Um, and the whole idea for your place finder, which is finding your dream location in midlife and beyond. Um, it all started with <laughs> my daughter left the nest and I was chomping at the bit to just get somewhere different, do something different. And I can't say I went about it in the best way. Um, it started out with me following my then husband up to this horrible town in West Texas. It all started kind of there. I sold my house in Austin, Texas, big bustling city, sold the house, left everything, went up to the middle of nowhere. Marriage fell apart shortly thereafter, and I fled to Lubbock, the closest city, which wasn't much better. Um, I met my current husband, and we were like, oh, we just have to get out of Lubbock. This is awful. It's so not us. And so we just got this silly bee in our bonnets that, oh, we want to move to a small town in the Midwest. Like, that's that's what we want. And it wasn't really based on anything aside from just this kind of pie-eyed idea, which we just took and ran with. Um, And I just headed out to Iowa, and I was like, I didn't really have a plan. I didn't really, I you know, I looked online, and I was just kind of like, I don't know. It didn't really help me. I didn't have anyone to talk to about it that could be really constructive. Um, you know, family members don't tend to be very constructive. And we talked about this. If I right. wanted like an objective person, couldn't find one. So we ended up moving and it all started there. Moved to this town, realized, uh oh, what have we done? Looked around and went, oh. But by that time, all that money had gone into it. All of the, you know, we bought a house because I was like, oh, nobody will accept this. The poor parents and the bunny rabbit. Oh, from a rental. Yes, no from one would rent. Perspective. Yes, no one would rent to us, and so I bought a house in this awful town, and I did it for all the wrong reasons. Oh, good price, nice old house. Didn't really pay attention to the town. Just. Really, really, I pretty much made every mistake in the book, which I now know. Um, So ended up here and I went, you know what? This has to happen to other people. And this is awful. This is awful. It's a social nightmare. It's, it's, you might as well be on Mars. I mean, it's just, it's horrible. (laughs) And so I was like, I don't wish this on anybody. I want to help 
other women in my position who were thinking, I'm ready for adventure. I'm ready for something new. Uh, and then just, yeah, <laughs> just did not go. And I'm like, this has got to be, there's got to be a better way. And so I got to thinking about it and I kind of retraced all the missteps I made. And I thought, hey, wait a minute. I've got some skills that I can apply to this that I totally ignored. Like I have a strategic planning background. I am a grant consultant. So I, I know prospect research, which is I do a lot of research. And I just I didn't apply any of that because I didn't know how. There was really no roadmap. And I was like, well, I'm going to develop this roadmap. I am going to create the roadmap so that other women in this position will have something to follow, a guideline, so that they're not going to go off and make a dumb moving mistake like I did. Um, that is my mission, is to prevent that from happening, because I feel like everyone deserves to love where they live. I truly believe that. And that is sort Absolutely. of the basis, the foundation, you know, for this business that I created. Awesome. So, so the business is your place finder and it's not, it's, it's, it's targeted towards midlife women, but it doesn't have to, it doesn't mean that they're divorced or they're single. They could be in a relationship, but they're sort of leading the search and you're, you're working yes. with them very intimately in terms of like, okay, nailing down kind of what is it that you kind of want uh, in a city, you know, that kind of stuff. So Maybe um, take us a little bit through like just even like the maybe the first four or five steps that you walk somebody through um, when it comes to searching for their place. Yes. Well, the first and most important step is is tuning out all of the static online and your friends and your family telling you, you should do this. You should do that. Or just random people telling you, you should do this. You should check this place out. You know, yeah. Turn it all off. Because it's not going to help you in the long run. And it could really actually just send you off down a, a bunny trail that you don't want to go down. Um, so the first thing I say is, like, let's just focus on you. Um, let's just tune all the other stuff out. And, like, we really need to get down to the bottom of what is it you want? What are you looking for? What is most important for you now? What do you envision for your new life and this new location? What What is it that's going to take that to, like, the this level of awesomeness that you're seeking and that I want for you. Um, so the first step is really that, that is, right. you know, because it's huge. Our tendency is to leap online at the slightest anything to look something up. So, you know, the tendency is there and I get it. I did it too. When I first made my bad mistake, <laughs> I was doing that too. Or maybe you had a vacation and you were like, I think I could live here, you know, and then all of a sudden you're like packing things up and you're, you're going and you're moving there and oops. <laughs> yeah. It's really about being intentional. It's really about kind of stopping yourself and it's like making sure you're not acting on ideas, like your idea of things, assumptions that you've made, but they're actually grounded in reality and they're grounded in what matters most to you. And, and not what you think matters. It's like you're honest with yourself. You have to be really like cued in to like, am I giving myself a bunch of BS? Or am I, is this actually true what I'm telling myself? So it's like differentiation of like BS from not BS, really important. Um, 
and just really digging down to the, the really thing is it's the pri your priorities, your goals, your needs, your interests and preferences. All of those things go into the soup pot and we stir it up and, and get it cooking. And that's sort yeah. of like the basis from which we create what I call your ideal place profile, which is like a dating profile for a place, basically. There you go. And I love um, it. so what you're looking for, you know, um, so we outline these these top, you know, characteristics. And then I take that and um, this is where my research comes into play. And I take the criteria, you know, their ideal place profiles, basically the search criteria I use. And then I go in and I put it into the filter and do all the research. And I come yes. up with this very, very detailed, extensive research document that tells them, hey, based on everything we went through and what you told me in your ideal place profile, these places are your best bets. I mean, it could be 10 wow. to 20 of them. And like, just take a look at them, spend some time, poke around on the links. Because the thing I do is like, I try to preserve, I, I don't want anyone going down bunny trails. So I try to make the, the report such that either the information is right on there, or there's a link that takes them directly to a page where the information is. So we kind of bypass love it. all the nonsense out there. Um, I love it. Yeah. So, so your place finder has gone through a couple of iterations. I want to just pivot now because now I want to talk a little bit about you and standing up this side hustle because, I mean, obviously it was, um, you know, something that was very close and intimate for you because you had just finished making all these mistakes and, you know, your purpose was to make sure that other women just like you weren't making those same silly mistakes. Tell me about how you got started with the program. Um, what was going through your mind some of the roadblocks that you were bumping up against, because let's face it, as we mentioned earlier, standing up a side hustle or doing something else for, you know, to generate some income isn't always easy, you know? No, no. And like you said, I mean, there have been a few iterations here. Um, and it, but okay, this is what's really, really funny is the first iteration of my business. Uh, my first iteration was called Harvest Moon Coaching, which tells you absolutely Harvest nothing. Moon. It tells you nothing. I know that. Okay. <laughs> so what it was, was you know, I, I was like, because I just finished my coaching certification, and I was like, what do I want to coach on? What do I want? What do I know? And I was like, oh, finding like the right place to live, and then, but I kind of started out of being like, I was still like pie-eyed about living in a small town. I still thought. You know, I, I hadn't had the uh, aha moment, like, what the F have I just done? It was more like, oh, you know, what about all those people who live in cities who also want to move out, you know, to a small town or the country? I want to help people who are living in the city and they want to slow it down. You know, it was like from city streets to easy street. That was like my little tagline. Yeah. And, you know, and then I kind of reached a point where I was like, why am I doing this? When I when I had the realization that I don't want to help people. I mean, I want to help them if that's what they want, but that's not specifically I, what I want to focus on because it doesn't really make sense for me to do that given how I feel about it. It's like, I'm happy if I'm not going to encourage it, in other words, but I'm going to say, right. hey, if that's what you want, and we've determined from all of our you know, discussions that yes, you are like, this is exactly the lifestyle for you. Um, so yeah, I kind of changed that up and I broadened it out and I went, okay, then I just, I just want to help people find, you know, their perfect place to live. And it doesn't have to have any 
other qualifications on it. It's just helping them find the best place to live. And then I just, it was like, it was too wide. Like I, I cast the net too wide. And so it wasn't like niched down enough. And so then, you know, it went from being harvest moon coaching to being the moving coach. Uh, and then that didn't quite click either because it was like, well, it's not just moving. You know, I'm really helping people find the right location for them and then, you know, helping them plan, you know, and make their move. But really the focus isn't so much the moving, it's on finding the place that's right for them. And so then we went through this whole process and you were part of it and and had a hot seat with you. I remember that very well and had this like, and I went, oh my gosh, I just, I've got to change the name. It's got to be. And I went, your place finder, it just came up. It was just like, boom, it was like no thought. It was, it was right there. It was kind of magical because usually I kind of, you know, agonize over stuff. No agony. And it was just like, it fit, it clicked. And I was like, and I want to work with women in midlife and beyond um, because that is, that's my audience. That's the people that, that speak to me and that I want to work with. I mean, I just, I really okay. feel that this is a really important group of women to work with. Okay, first of all, I love that story. I feel like I'm getting a tiny bit of feedback. Um, So I love that story. So what I love most about that story is that you have never given up along the path. And it it is a very, um, it's a hard path. It's a hard road. Um, But you, you know, you, you, you went through it. let's back up a little bit. How many people out there go out and get a coaching certificate and get certified in their coaching? And, you know, there's a lot of coaches out there. And I think the number one goal for you is that you realize that you had to niche down and you had to really sort of hone in on what you, what you are really not only good at, but really super passionate about. And, and I think that, you know, a lot of people listening could say, okay, well, you know what, I want to go out and be a coach. And I have some coaching certification, or I'm going to start or whatever. But it it is getting super clear on that niche, because you can't cast a net to everybody. And that is sort of a sales 101, where we know that, um, you know, you, you have, if you try to sell to everybody, you're not going to sell to anybody. And so right. I love that story of, you know, you kind of niching down, niching down, niching down. And then it was when you and I met is when uh, it was called uh, your moving coach. Yeah. And I remember sharing a post of yours on Instagram, I think. And somebody had made a comment, oh, I can't wait to, I'm going to use her when I'm ready to move to Toronto. And that was a big aha, I think, for us as well, because I never once thought of it that way either, but it's because I knew your story. And so so for in my Encore Life Academy program, you came in and we did a hot seat for you. And, and you did talk about that where we, you sat down, you presented you know, your, current, your current realities, uh, where you were trying to take your business and the group gave you feedback. And it, at some point it was a bit radical feedback, but that is exactly the type of feedback that awesome. I think everybody needs. Yeah. And you have to be willing to like, Oh, okay. That was, uh. but, but it did, it, 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 it prompted you to, to make this pivot. And I, I've seen the growth in, in you since then with your place finder. And I, I love everything that you're doing there. And, and, 
to be able to really continue to niche down doesn't mean that you can't serve others in that, that niche, but it's just, this is who you talk to every day. So tell me a little bit more now, how, what have you done with your, your program, your, your, cause it, it is super niche and you, you know, how are you finding your clients? How are you getting out there um, and getting your place finder out to the world? Well, and it's, that is a really big, um, it's a big hurdle. It's just the getting it out there and getting it out to the right people. It's extremely challenging. Um, I found that I've gotten clients through Pinterest of all places, that that seems to send people to my website and the people that send people to my website who then go on to buy from me, um, interestingly enough. And then, you know, I've had some bites with Instagram, but um, also the thing that I've kind of done to try to create not I hate to use the word funnel but I guess it's kind of a funnel um, yeah of, of doing these free retreats uh, it's an online seven-day right. free retreat and it provides a whole lot of great information and and then it is a way for people to if they're interested and they feel like they want to take it further then they can go on into my program so currently I just have a one-on-one -on -one program I'm in the middle of my own move and so I'm kind of like like trying to not bite off more than I can chew. Um, so I'm kind of like waiting to do the retreats and like ramp everything up again until after we're settled in a new location. Um, so the one-on-one -on -one program is going on now and I'm getting ready this summer to have another free retreat, after which point, you know, we'll be kicking off into the full program, which will be like a hybrid one-on-one -on -one group program that I'm creating. Awesome, yes. awesome. I want to talk a bit about this. So, so you're currently still living in the house in the, the city or the town that you were like, Oh my God, what have we done? Yeah. And nobody could, would rent to us because of our, 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 our kids, yeah. if you will, the, the, our, your fur kids, your fur kids. And so this is, yeah. So tell me, how have you, how have you pulled yourself out of that? Because I mean, that's yeah. Well, what's really funny is I use the system I developed, which I call the Spark system. I used the system three years ago um, to identify my top place prospects, and I went on the scouting visit, and I, at two and a half years ago, fell in love with Eugene, Oregon, and I was just all gung ho. We were like, okay, this is what we're gonna do. Came back, and you know, the idea was, okay, we have to get the house ready to sell. And so there were a few things to do. And while we were in the middle of doing those, COVID hit and before we could like actually get moved. And so we were like, huh, well, maybe we should just like, just kind of wait for a bit. And so we did. And then, so we were ready the following year to get going. And then we had an electrical fire and it like gutted our main bathroom. And then it took 10 months to get fixed. Um, it was just, well, it was a nightmare. So then yeah. we get to like this year, like just the end of last year is when they finally finished. And so we're like, okay, 2022 is the year. I went back and I was just having a heck of a time with Eugene. I was just like, what is their deal? They're all just cat hating people. I mean, nobody wants to rent to anyone with more than two cats. I do not understand this rationale at all okay but I was just like well that's a problem and then I started digging back into my research and I was like oh 
this thing, like this thing isn't holding water like it did before. Like I was like, now all of a sudden it's a wildfire, like risk area. Like it hadn't gotten up there yet. So like foolishly, I guess I thought, oh, you know, maybe it won't. But yes, now the wildfires have come up and they're surrounding that area. And I'm thinking that is not something I want to have to worry about. I don't want to be stuck inside because I can't go outside because of the smoke. I don't want to be worried about having to evacuate. I don't want any of that. So I went back to back to my research and I found that, oh, because the thing, one of the things is the West Coast is really the focus for several reasons. One of which is my mom is in San Francisco. She's like 88 and she's still doing really great. But I just want to be close, closer than I am now. Um, so that if I need to, I can just jump on a plane and boom, like be there shortly. Um, but also just the West Coast. I grew up there. I miss it. I miss the ocean. And so knowing the whole time it was going to be on the West Coast and probably not California, just just because I knew it probably wasn't going to be yeah. California. I know California. And so we are now going to look at Tacoma. And not this next week, but the following week, I'm going to be going to Tacoma for my scouting visit. And um, sharing a lot of that on Instagram for anybody who's interested. <laughs> That's awesome. So, okay, let I love this. So, basically, what you're saying is, you know, you 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 work with your clients, you gather their requirements, you do some research, and based on that research, it is, you know, you you present some options for them to 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 move to. The idea is to do some scouting, to 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 do some, as I call it in my Encore Life Academy program, doing some testing on some of these the new career, the new thing that you want to do. I love this. So it was COVID that prevented you from moving to your first location that you had taken yourself through, um, and then as it turned out, it's it's turning out to be possibly there's many leaks in the in the the place. So so you know silver lining in COVID, I guess. And house fires. Uh, and so in-house fires and such. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, so many people that I know that are in their 50s and beyond, they, they, they do want to stay closer to family. Um, in some cases, I have some friends who, you know, absolutely won't leave a place because they want to be closer to their kids for grandchildren and all that kind of stuff. When you're working with your client, how do you how do you help them prioritize certain things? Because you know we don't always we we literally as parents we sacrifice most of our life for 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 them for our kids. And so, how do you help them? You know, kind of go through the sort of psychological barriers where it might be a parent that's getting older, like you, like for your in your case, where your mom is, you know. ADH, she's, you know, still healthy, but you want to kind of, you know, be closer to her. So if I can't afford to get on a plane every single time I want to see my kids or, uh, you know, be closer to my parents, how do you, how do you help people through that? Because that can be a barrier, but it's truly deep in their heart. They don't, you know, they want to kind of move somewhere else, but they have these blockages. Well, I mean, if it's truly something that's a priority to them and, you know, they really, truly want to be closer, I guess I would say, you know, well, think before you think about, you know, you know, having to be close to your, your grandchildren, your children, your grandchildren, think about like, think about where they're located. Like, think about actually living in the place where they're living. 
Like, if, if, if you were to move and to move there, would you be happy living there? I mean, your whole life is not there, is not going to be spent with your grandkids. All of your time, you know, they're going to, they have their own lives. They're going to be doing other things. You're not going to be there all the time. You have your own life. What do you want for your life? And you just need to make sure that wherever you are, if maybe it'll be the same location, who knows? Maybe they'll have exactly everything they want and need there. But if not, you know, maybe consider, you know, taking your radius out a bit, you know, like being close, but not on top of them necessarily. You know, it's possible to be a driving distance and you're living in a place that gives you a lot more, you know, fulfillment than if you were to live exactly where your kids and grandkids live. Yeah, no, I love that. I love that. What, what, what challenges have you when, when you're working with your clients, what, what are sort of their first, you know, three or four hmm, questions for you? Questions for me? Yeah, like when they, because I think about, you know, honestly, like I'm living right now in Playa del Carmen. I, I thought that this was the place for me. Um, I, I get here and I think, okay, yeah, I love it here. But I still feel like there's something missing. And, and maybe it's just because psychologically I've planted it in my brain that I don't need to settle down anywhere for the next year or two until I've really traveled around and, as you say, scouted some locations. So what, what would you say to me, I guess, where I'm here now and I'm scouting this location and I may not be necessarily, now that I'm here, I don't know. Well, I guess I would say to kind of dig down and go, what is it that's missing? Like, obviously something, something's missing. I'm not sure what it is. And so it would be to determine what that is. What is it that you're needing? What needs are not being met? Um, and to kind of dig more deeper into that. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 good. That's good because I, I I have sort of figured out that I'm I'm missing community, and and I keep going back to the community that I had uh, when I was in, living uh, full time in Calgary, Alberta. And I mean, I don't necessarily miss Calgary, the place, but I definitely miss my community. And so that would be one thing I would say to anybody listening is, you know, once you get to that ideal location and you found your place and, you know, you've, you've got Margaret helping you with the place is really dig into a community pretty quick, like try to find that group, whether it's through, uh, you know, sort of a regular yoga class. There's tons of women's groups down here. There's lots of Facebook groups that, um, you know, promote women meetups and things like that. And so, yeah, it's definitely a community that I feel like I'm missing a little bit. And, you know, that sort of that feeling of groundedness, because again, I'm, I'm still sort of in this, this mode of, you know, I'm not really quite sure I'm going to commit to here full time. So but yeah, it's so yeah, interesting so. that you say that because I found that I, you might think that people would really put a lot of um, emphasis on affordable, like, oh, I want a place with, you know, more affordable, save cost of living. But really what I find with clients and people that I talk to is just what's really important to them. It's the social aspect. It is the community aspect, like whether they want to they want to move from where they are because they're not getting their social needs met. They want to move somewhere where they will have that. It's just been a really interesting to learn that about people. And it's, I mean, it's true for me too. So I, I totally get it. The social part 
we really can't underestimate it. Like we can't like overestimate what is the word. We can't put enough emphasis on it. I just think it's so important. Absolutely. And I find even like when when we're younger, it's I don't know, it feels like it's easier to to find that community. But then we get older and and it's hard to kind of break into some of the niches that are happening here. Like the I mean, it's not niche, it's the clicks that are that are happening here. I mean, we we get to this stage where, you know, I'm a single woman, so I may not always be accepted into some communities either because I could be considered a threat or whatever. Um, I've, I've faced that personally, for sure. And um, yeah, and it's just, yeah, I feel, I feel like it's harder. Uh, so that would be the number one thing is like making sure that you you really sort of work on what type of social aspects can this place bring to you that will feed your desire to be with people? Absolutely. And that would definitely be folded into like a transition plan, you know? So like before you even get there, you've got a plan for when you get there, jump right in. (laughs) You have the plan. So that's part of your, that's part of your program, the transition plan. So how do you sort of transition it into, yeah, no, that's great. Well, Margaret, you know what? You've been a real joy to have on the show today. Um, I love everything that you're doing. It is super niche, but I the word needs to get out on um, all the great things that you're doing because I'm living it, and I get you know what it takes to to pick up at the age of 52 years old and move my pack my stuff up move my shit too. Like I'm living out of two suitcases right now. Um, and it's like one suitcase is for cooler weather, one suitcase is for, for warmer weather. But um, I, I really love what you're doing. And uh, I'll make sure to to post all of your um, work, like where people can find you. So just maybe tell tell people where people oh, can I'd find you. Oh, I'd love to. Right yes, people can find me at my website, yourplacefinder.com. Um, and pretty much any social media, I'm at yourplacefinder. Um, Instagram, I'm primarily on, um, but yeah, you'll find me Pinterest and Instagram, Facebook. I think that's it for now, but uh, yeah. Perfect. And they can sign up for your upcoming um, seven-day retreat on your website? Not quite. I don't quite have a post on my website. I have a separate link for that. And until I have some dates firmed up, I'm not going to be promoting it too much but there will be one coming up this summer probably later in the summer um just because the moving okay. is going to be taking place probably in june so yeah it's a lot <laughs> perfect okay well they can follow yeah. you on instagram and they'll be able to get uh get the updates there for when you're about to launch it i did participate yes, in did. that seven day um retreat it was very 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 good um little exercises every day baby steps to get you started so uh definitely well worth it well, Margaret, thank you so much. Uh, you've been such a pleasure to get to know over the past couple of years. You've been super supportive. I love you I too, love you Lynette. You have been awesome. And thank you so much for having me here on This is 50. <laughs> thank you. Thank you.